What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in today and today's episode. I just want to say thank you for everybody that like listens to these on a weekly basis. Um, posting a little late in the week today or this week, it's obviously Friday. Um, but in today's episode, it's really dedicated towards the wedding filmmakers out there. Um, maybe it'll help for the photographers too to get an idea as far as to um, kind of like how to how to like set up a good workflow workflow for editing a full gallery. But today specifically, like my how I set up my workflow when it comes to editing a wedding film from start to finish um, and basically breaking down every single step. So let's get right into it, not waste any time and just get to the bread and butter here. So I have a task sheet that basically is a a duplicate uh, or that I make a duplicate of every time I have a, um, a new client or new wedding client. And basically this task sheet um, breaks down every single thing, every part in my editing workflow from literally importing the footage to sending it off and checking the complete box. Um, and then obviously there might be like an edit that they may want or something like that or another version or something like that. So it kind of can, and it can be, um, you know, it can be changed in essence a little bit. And I'll have the this exact document linked down below so you can kind of download it and maybe use it yourself if you're interested. So the first things first is obviously I'm not going to include like backing the footage up to like the hard drives. That's obviously your first thing is that, you know, I come home night of, if not night of, morning of, and I'm backing these, the footage up to, you know, three different places, three hard drives. And then obviously the fourth place being iCloud. Um, but basically the first task is organizing. I organize all the clips into subfolders within like Finder. So I use Mac. So within my actual software system. So most, sometimes people will organize it within Premiere. I just have become accustomed to doing it within Finder. I found that it's kind of been a routine for me now, so it's not really something that's difficult for me to do. Um, so I'm organizing into these categories. Um, ceremony B-roll. So basically all the shots where it's like I'm moving and you wouldn't really use if you were playing the dialogue. Um, the reception, just like everything there. So I'm not breaking it down into finer like cake cutting and stuff like that, like some videographers do. I just break it down into just all in the reception. Groom prep bride prep portrait clips so just like all the family formal um like photos i don't get a lot of that so i don't really have a chunk of that because i don't really care to like film them smiling off at somebody else's camera like still it's not really good for video uh newlywed b-roll and then finally details um some other ones you could add in here would be um, like first look or if they did letter reading, I'll usually just do separate folder for letter readings. Um, so that's the first task I do. That's the initial thing. I would say I budget I budget 15 minutes to do this and then um, to organize everything. It really doesn't take that long. You can kind of just use the thumbnail feature within Finder to just see, okay, obviously this is at night. It's dark. It's obviously the reception, you know, stuff like that. Um, after that, I'm moving on to importing all of my, all of the, um, all of this footage and, and the folders into Premiere, making a Premiere um, pr a project for this. And I'm also importing my asset gallery, which holds all the stuff that I use to make my wedding films what they are. Um, so this is, you know, your light leaks, your lens flares, it's your, 
whatever sound designs sound design that you have purchased and and licensed um it's anything really and during this time i'm also creating sequences for all of those folders so i'm creating a ceremony b-roll sequence i'm i'm creating a reception sequence groom sequence and for this i, I usually budget again another 15 to 25 minutes it varies I used to track this very um, diligently. I would literally come back to this document and, and write down the length taken. I found that um, sometimes I forget or sometimes I just get in a roll and I don't really do it anymore. Usually I keep this document open on my laptop off to the side. That way I can just kind of like check it off without having like switch over tabs and stuff like that. So usually after that, I will go into what takes like a good portion of time, which is culling all this footage. So. If I am shooting with two shooters, then usually what I'll do is sync up, make sure that before you're even shooting that your time your times and your cameras are synced perfectly because it's annoying. Um, and honestly, guys, like you, I think in, when you're starting your business, you're gonna like not really um, think about or do the small little details that will save you a bunch of time. Uh, for example, like having this to where I don't create this like checklist every single time I have a new wedding client. I literally just have. This is the default, so I just duplicate it and then name it the client's names. And it's that five or 10 seconds it would take to, you know, remake all of these folders will add up, you know, do that 500 times and you're saving a decent amount of time. So it's small incremental changes, guys. You gotta be really crucial on that. Um, but basically I'm calling each one of these folders into the sequence that it is associated with. And at this time, Usually what I'll do is match up the second shooter's footage as well to the first shooter's. Now this can this is a good portion of time here. I mean it, this could last anywhere from 2 hours if it was a short coverage wedding to, you know, 8, 9, 10 even like really high amounts of hours. Um especially if you're making sure that, you know, each shot that your second shooter had is um, right next to the sh same time that you shot it, you know, so that that's what can take up a decent amount of time as well. Um, I really want to look into the file naming system in my Sony's to see if there I can name them in a unique way to where everything can be in one folder and then it can be organized by time. I think that that would cut down on like the <laughs> the time it takes to do this. Um, but basically that's what I'm doing at this point and that and for that I budget anywhere between four to six hours usually. If I'm actually sitting down, not listening to a podcast, like not doing anything distracting, I can finish call, I can call everything in like four hours. Um, and then after that, we get into like, we're not even editing the film yet, which is crazy. You know, people think that it's so easy to like just quickly start editing wedding films, but it's not. There's a lot of pre-stuff you have to do to be able to maximize, you know, the storytelling aspect and the, and the highlight aspect. So after calling everything, I move over to syncing all the audio with the related clips. So basically this is the ceremony, this is the speeches, this is the letter reading, um, this is any sort of dialogue moment that can be used to tell the story of the couple. I call that at this time, or I um, sync it at this time. I use a program called Pluralize by um, uh, Red Giant, and it's it's amazing. It's so much better than the syncing feature in, within Premiere. Um, so if you are syncing a lot of audio for your wedding clients or even corporate work, definitely look into investing in that. I think it's a few hundred bucks. I can't remember what I paid for. I know I got it during like a sale they had, uh, but it's amazing. So basically I will sync everything at that time. So during the ceremony, you know, I'm miking up the bride, the groom, and the officiant and pulling the audio from the DJ board as a backup. So, you know, I wanna make sure all of this is synced. Usually I find if it's like an indoors or an outdoors wedding that is not a um, windy day, I find myself using the DJ's audio a lot because 
I have more control over the recording levels as the ceremony is going on, you know, because you obviously can't check your recording levels on the bride and groom. Um, but for those, I use the DR10Ls, great devices, great little recorders. Um, and those also come out clean a lot. If it's an outside ceremony and it's windy, I usually find myself using those because usually the little the little mic will be clipped on the inside breast um, uh, cup part of the bride. And then obviously the inside part of the jacket. So you get some some of um, like almost like a windscreen with the suit jacket. So it, it ends up coming out really, really well. Um, so after I sync everything, which is like kind of a tedious part, I give myself usually around like an hour to do this, which is kind of on the high end. But when I sync it, I bring it into Lightroom. I find the best audio source for each one and I delete the rest of it just to get rid of um, the clutter and stuff like that. So usually doing within doing all that, it can take some time. Um, after that, what I do is I, I go to these synced audio files and I am cutting out the portions that I don't want to use that aren't good. So basically I'm just cutting the fat and taking the best parts from each one of these dialogues. So if it's a five minute speech by the groom, maybe only two minutes of it, two minutes of it is really good and impactful to tell the story of the couple. So I am just, you know, cutting out portions, cutting the fat in essence, um, of parts that I'm not going to use here. So that's basically what happens during this part. This part can take a while because you sometimes, you can't really understand what they're saying in two speeds, so you have to just listen to it at real time, which is like listening to everything all over again, especially, you know, you can jump forward and like some, I've heard some people take notes during the ceremony. I just don't really have time to do that, especially when I'm shooting by myself. Um, but during this time, I budget one, about an hour and 15 minutes to, um, to sift through all of that dialogue part and, and just clip the best parts that I possibly can do. Um, after that, which is when the, the edit finally starts to happen here, um, I take all those best parts and I bring it to the highlight film sequence, um, highlight film sequence. So I drag it all the way out to the right, all the way out, like nine or 10 minutes deep, just to have all the parts that I know of dialogue I want to include in the video. Um, a lot of these tips and tricks that I that I had, like this editing flow I got from Matt Johnson's uh, wedding course. Uh, I love that course. I've watched it full through once. I'm actually going through it a second time right now. And this is kind of, a, I've integrated the ways that I like to do this process and then also kind of like his ways. And dragging the dialogue into the highlight sequence um, was his idea because I love the fact that it's like, okay, I want to try to use all this. And it, it takes you away from the crutch of using, you know, a vocal song just to be able to fill like ambient sound and stuff like that. So speaking of vocal songs, after this, after I dragged all the dialogue parts I know I want to use, I am going over to my sound licensing platforms. Usually it's Artlist, Soundstripe, Musicbed. And if I haven't found a music track... Um, for the couple before their wedding day, then I will find it at this time. The only time I really look for music before the um, couple on their wedding day is if I have met them already and I kind of know how they are. Like, are they funny and outgoing? Like, is their wedding going to be really exciting and dancey or is it going to be like super crying and emotional? You know, I'm not going to use LMFAO or something of that nature, obviously, because I can't license that. Um, if everybody was just crying all day, that doesn't really play into the vibe of the wedding day. Um, and then after this, this is a new step that I've been doing. So after I found the music, have all the dialogue and the sequences, everything's organized. I'm actually going into each, each sequence 
and I'm finding what is called like my hero shot. So the best shot of the day that I can build my color grade off of. Um, this is a new process for me. Before I used to color grade everything at the very end, like almost, almost one of the last few steps, but I'm doing a new color grading process. And basically what it is, is I find my hero shot and I am grading it using one of my custom LUTs that I have converted from my Lightroom presets. And once I grade that, I go over and I am basically applying that preset to a screenshot of all the times, all of the portions of the day. So I'll take a screenshot from the reception, a screenshot from groom prep, screenshot from bride prep, and I will go into Lightroom and edit all of them so that they look cohesively the same and then export those presets and convert those to LUTs to use on my footage. So basically the goal here is to create LUTs for that wedding film that will give it the vibe and look you want. So it's consistent throughout the whole film. Um, this again, a new process I'm taking. This one takes a lot more time. I found that it takes me like close to an hour to an hour and 30 minutes than, you know, before where it would just take me like at max an hour to, to color grade, but I wasn't getting as much control and consistency as I am with this method. Um, and then after this, you know, after this, you have all your dialogue synced, all the best audio, all the best clips cold down. You have your color grade done. It's just getting on to the creative edit part, you know, and at this moment, all I'm really doing is moving over the dialogue pieces into a, a section that can make sense, you know, using the music to edit the film, dragging in clips, slowing things down, speed ramping, you know, you're messing with opacity, you know, organizing things in a way that can make it very cinematic and storytelling. And this is the where a good portion of your time can take. I mean, this can be if you actually track it anywhere from like four to six hours, depending on the length of your deliverable, all the way up to like 10 hours. Like this is my largest portion of time is creating the cinematic edit. Um, after this, what I'll do is usually I will go in and I'll color correct everything and then apply that the LUT to each situation using adjustment layers. And then after I color correct and color grade everything, I'm on to my next step and which is applying the sound design. So I'll go through and I will apply all the sound design to the wedding film, um, usually based off markers that I've made. So while I'm doing the cinematic edit, I will place markers. Okay, sound of tree here or sound of water here or wind sounds here, add a whoosh here, stuff like that, a whoosh. <laughs> a whoosh guys um but this is when i'll usually add my sound design and then once the sound design is done i will um, apply any lens effects like sun flares light leaks stuff like that that will you know increase the cinematic quality of it um, and usually this is where it can get kind of fun doing the sound design the lens effects and then finally i'm adding my cinematic bar so a 10 percent on the top and bottom and just checking all of the audio as far as like is it optimized and EQ'd properly for the um, you know the best quality, and then just making sure everything isn't peaking within the whole highlight film. Um, all of this like sound design, lens distortion, lens effects, like checking the audio. I would say all of that collectively can take me anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour and 30 minutes. Um, I would say the average is probably about 45 minutes because the lens distortions can be a little bit um, tedious to like mask and, and feather out properly. But after this, guys, I'm done. I'm officially done. So at this point, I'm exporting in every version I could possibly need. So I'll export it in a high quality YouTube version. Um, I'll export it in a the client delivery version, which is still really high quality, just not like insanely high in file size. And then I'm also exporting it for IGTV because I'm going to anticipate that I will post it on there later at some point. And usually during this time, 
after that that export's done which can take you know 30 to 45 minutes but that's like standby you know so you can do other things as that's happening so i don't really count it into the total length of time that it took me to edit the film and just the five minutes it took to click the right buttons and click export but after this i um uh, which call it, I also will copy the whole highlight film. This is after I've already sent the USB to the couple with the highlight film on it. I will come back into the project and I will I will copy the whole timeline and reframe things to work with vertical um, and then chop them up into like 60 second clips to use for Instagram. And this can take some time here, but I don't obviously account this for how long it took me to edit the couple's wedding film. This is just me spending time to um, have like marketing material and stuff like that. And then after I've done that and exported that, I will go back in and make separate edits for any vendors I'm trying to build relationships with and help out. So if I have a bunch of floral, floral shots, I'll put like a little 30 or 60 second edit for the floors together. You know, I'll grab the venues logo and throw that at the end as well and send them a version of it um, and stuff like that. So I'm working on basically, you know, building relationships you know, if there's a wedding coordinator, I'll, I'll show just like the details and like the coordination, like a few shots of the bride and groom and send her a version of that. And honestly, after that, it's pretty much done. Um, throughout the film, there's a few things I try to take notes on just for like future things that I could do for social media. So like maybe I had like maybe X clips, like these seven clips were like amazing couple shots. I'll write down on the bottom like, oh, these are like amazing couple shots too. Um, you know, maybe used like for a highlight reel for 2019 or something like that. Or these are the best bride shots or these are the best groom shots and like write these down in the notes category. That way, if I want to go back in and just like do like a, a little groom edit and be like, yo, shout out to Chris on, you know, February 3rd, like he killed it this day or something like that. Just like more social media content material. Um, and also one thing I forgot to mention at the bottom of this list is during the calling process is when I will write down the the title of the clip number that will be associated with the audio that I'll be syncing just to make it a little bit faster instead of when that time comes having to go back in and find that clip again because you're already organizing everything. Sometimes I forget to do this, which can make it tedious. Same with writing down like the best like couples clips. Um, but a lot of times I find that I will remember and it just makes it a lot easier for doing stuff in the um, in the at the end part of it. But after this, guys, you've invested probably around like 12 to 15 or 16 hours, depending on the length of the highlight film. And that's pretty much it. I would say on average, when I was tracking, I would say I was spending close to like 13 or 14 hours per wedding film, um, not counting the eight hours you know that you're there, the 10 hours that you're there. Um, so it can be a long process, but I think that having a strict workflow like this um, can be very, very beneficial. Um, definitely head over to my Instagram, guys, and shoot me some love over there. Um, I'm, I'm creeping towards the 1,000 follower mark. I think I just hit like 650, so I'm trying to get up there. Um, but if you guys want to see more content that I'm posting, I post a lot of behind the scenes of me editing on Instagram, on my highlights, and, and on my um, story. So definitely head over there, guys. But talk to you next week in next week's podcast episode. Have a great weekend.